Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio. The reason I'm chuckling is this is my take three, and both of the first times I said you're watching One Cross video, and I was fighting it the entire way this third time. Uh, so that's the chuckle. Anyways, welcome back. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you so much for coming back to us. Uh, I do kind of, in a weird way, want to apologize, weirdly. Um, just because I know I've been Spidey and Marvel heavy as of late, um, content-wise, and that's continuing in this episode, but I, I will be spreading things out a bit more. It's just, quite honestly, um... No Way Home lit a fire under me, uh, content-wise, and gave me so many ideas that I'm like, I gotta go through with these. And when you're battling, uh, battling mental health and depression and anxiety, where things you get excited about can become daunting and heavy and take any reason not to do them, I'm like, alright, these are still the ones that kind of motivate me enough to get through that. So, so that's what this is. Um... I'm also going to be straightforward that this isn't what One Cross Radio is always going to be. It's not just going to be me just going off on Marvel stuff. Because um, even though that's a huge part of who Chris is, just going off on Marvel and comic book and pop culture stuff, uh, I do look forward to getting back to having uh, more spiritual conversations. And it's been uh, a good hot minute since I've had an Ask a Pastor episode. It's just been difficult over the past can't believe we're going on two years of this um uh of the pandemic where schedules are difficult uh people working actually being able to go in and see people and sit down and do this with them uh anybody who's tracked on um radio arcade knows like technical difficulties can abound just because so many people are online and the wi the broadband and wi-fi and all that jazz is impacted and some of it is just like, I want to do uh, stuff with guests again and stuff with people. Like, it's been so long since I've been able to, to do an episode with Sam or Steve or even Mike. And it's just finding schedules where we can, where we can have reliable Wi-Fi together or even trying to get in person. Uh, and that part has been extremely difficult. And... Don't get me wrong. I I enjoy doing stuff over over Skype or or FaceTime, but it's not these. It it, it isn't the full on same as uh, being in the same room as somebody, and then the setup is also much easier in terms of recording. <laughs> um, it's just kind of like one mic, one laptop, two people, one file. <laughs> um, but that will be coming. I am looking forward to. Figuring things out, making it work, um, and getting getting stuff with multiple people again. If it's on Radio Arcade or even on here with with the Derailed Crew or doing an episode with Steve, just because I friggin' I miss Steve. I miss doing episodes with you. Be be they on Spidey or the MCU or an Ask a Pastor. Um, I do, at some point, we've got some unmade episodes coming with our friend Nathan Marchan, um, and with Bex from Redeemed Otaku, um, we're going to be, we're, we're going to be having some fun. It's just, it's just figuring out the times to, to get them done, uh, figuring out schedules and, and all the funds of mental health and all that, all that round kind of, uh, 
wrapped up in a tight, neat little package. I'm um, just trying to reference uh, Simpsons there. I don't know how well that came off. Anyways, um, and episodes with Jen and Matt, per- uh, Jen Percy and Matt Percy, and it's so many ideas. It's just getting the time together. So those will be coming down the pipeline. It won't just be Chris monologuing for. 20 to 45 minutes always it's just that's kind of where we are that's kind of where we are now but i'm, I'm hoping that'll change I'm, I'm hoping we can figure things out sooner than later we also have some fun ideas where maybe doing some live videos every once in a while and and possibly pulling back on the ocr shorts and doing the live stuff as well or recording live and then releasing those as episodes we're, we're tinkering with some stuff, so we'll see. Uh, but I just wanted to let you guys know that, and thank you for, for being devoted listeners. And if, uh, if you were taking a break, I hope you come back to us, because um, I miss you guys, and, and, and I love you guys, and I love the feedback. <laughs> um, okay, so on to today's episode. Uh, this will be a little bit of a shorter one, um, because I'm recording this right before I eat actually, and I'm getting quite hungry. And also I've kind of done this episode a couple years ago. Um, and what reminded me of it in a weird way was the trailer we got for Moon Knight. Um, so five or so years ago, I think, um, I did a blog post about like a, a comic book wish list, um, of stuff I'd love to get, see made as an animated, animated movie, comic line, or, or whatever, um, and it was a, a bunch of different shows, and then a couple of years ago, I made that into a, a podcast episode, uh, and right around the time I did that as an episode, it was announced Moon Knight was dropping, and we finally got our trailer for it, and, oh, homies, I am, I am so excited for that show, I honestly can't wait, um, because mental health has been what it's been, uh, I haven't been able to uh, keep up with the Marvel shows like I normally do or some of the Star Wars shows just because at times I can't handle new. Even if it's new that I want, it's just, I'm like, nope, I, I can't do it. I got to do one at a time and then take a break for a while. Um, I've just been having to go with with comfort shows. It's It's what I can handle. And I'm... I want to watch things. <laughs> and Moon Knight, I'm like, oh man, this actually might break through that. Because I'm super excited for it. And I'm loving the look of how they're handling the character, the the some of the, the more bonkersy aspects of Moon Knight. And then also some of the more delicate and important stuff like the mental health. Um, I'm loving how they're handling that. And in that trailer, the most recent one we got, where it's we're seeing the Steve Grant persona but there's also Mark Spector and Jake Lockley. Um, and when someone in the answering machine is calling him Mark and he's like, why are you calling me Mark? I'm like, I am in, I am sold. Oscar Isaac look like, looks like he's going to do a great job. And I'm, I'm really excited for Moon Knight. Um, but that was kind of the inspiration for doing this episode. And then also coming off of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and binging Japanese Spidey, um, it's got me thinking of other stuff I'd love to see, be it adapted. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at this as a a, further Marvel adaptions 2.0. And I'm going to specifically keep it to Marvel and um, I'll be straight up. Most of these are going to be Spider-Man, which is, (laughs) 
<laughs> which even a couple years ago, I didn't think would be the case. But No Way Home honestly lit a, a spidey fire, fire under me, where it really reminded me how much I, I love the Spider-Man character. Now, it's been interesting just because even Steve has brought up, at times, I'm more a fan of Spider-adjacent characters than I am necessarily Spider-Man himself, but I really, really do love the Peter Parker character and the Spider-Man character and so many of his characters, where at points I've been like, man, if we have too many Spider-People, it dilutes um, making Peter special. But then on the other hand, I'm like, nah, friggin' A, I love Kane Parker. Uh, the, I, I'm not sure if he's the current Scarlet Spider. At least he is one of them. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, there's so many good spider characters that coming off of No Way Home, um, spoilers if you haven't heard it, so I'm going to count it down and th you got five seconds to, to bail. And then I'd say, come back around, uh, the 15 minute mark. I'll, I'll be done by then. All right. Three, two. Okay. So yeah, coming off of, uh, No Way Home where we basically got Spider-Verse, but live action, I'm now like, give me live action Spider-Verse, <laughs> like multiple Spider-Man movies. Uh, I want not the original pitch for uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3, because I honestly didn't, as much as I loved Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, and he is my favorite live action Spider-Man, um, fight me, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll still say you're wrong. <laughs> Even if the movies uh, he was in wasn't that great, he was outstanding and is my favorite live-action version. I want more. I, I definitely want more. And I think he could be a great way to introduce Miles Morales into into the, uh, the, the movies. Um, just because, I, coming off of No Way Home, it actually inspired me to, like, replay spider-man ps4 and i'm i'm halfway through spider-man miles morales now i just i literally the other day just finished uh spidey ps4 um and the dlc stuff for it um and that one made sense for setting up spider-man and miles being in the same universe because spidey had been spidey for eight years and miles was now just in high school so having that younger spot that older veteran spider-man who had been spider-man for a while have the new person to train the ropes it makes sense it doesn't so much in the mcu because tom holland even though he's now off to college he's still young he's he's still he's still an itty bitty baby i mean not really but you get what i mean um and having it be a spider-man in his prime and it, garfield i think is still young enough to to be spidey like a very active Spidey, but that could be a great way to continue that line with an excellent actor, with an excellent version of Peter Parker, and a way to create Miles Morales, and then you can have, you could figure out a way, do you transport Miles into the MCU proper? I think Amazing Spider-Man 3, if they did it, that could be the universe where you could easily, easily create a, a Miles Morales, and I'd be very, very excited to see that. I want to see Miles 
on the big screen live action because Miles is an excellent character as we saw through Into the Spider-Verse and in my opinion the very excellent Spider-Man Miles Morales video game. Um, I think he's a great character and I think having him on the big screen would only be a good thing and in my opinion, a third amazing Spider-Man movie is the way to go. Because uh, you have the character with hope again after No Way Home. So if he found someone who was like him, you could you could, you could, could basically do the... <laughs> Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is where Peter B. Parker was in Into the Spider-Verse. And having that protege like was so good for him. I think it would be a great organic way to do it live action. So I'd love that. Um, I would love to see my, my girl Mayday Parker, um, who was the spider girl slash spider woman from the nineties. Um, I believe it was in the MC two, uh, comic line where, uh, cause in the comics, Mary Jane and Peter had a baby, but I think it, it died in childbirth. But then we found out in the MC2 comics, like, nah, she was alive and she was okay in comic books. Um, but you had April, you had May Day Parker, um, and Peter had lost a leg in a battle with Green Goblin, so he was he was kind of old and jaded and retired. Uh, but then you had May Day become the Spider, the Spider Girl, Spider Woman, and I, I would love it. I would love it, and I think a great way you could do that, honestly is if you do a quasi Spider-Man 4, but with Tobey Maguire. Um, Tobey as the kind of big brother mentor figure in No Way Home was excellent. Um, And he still has a lot of of huge fans in the Spider-Man community where that could be a fun way to continue the the line that line of movies and even as much as i didn't care for her her mj or her performance as mj that's a way you could bring back the the kirsten dunst mj and you can continue that line and you can have mayday parker you can continue there you don't have to have spider-man lose a leg but this his he's older he can he can still be featured prominently as a mentor but as a supporting role because also toby's not the best actor i'm not trying to slam him it's just in my opinion that's true so if you have him be the mentor you give the drama to the new person and mayday that's a great way to continue and i'd love to see both of those characters mayday parker and miles morales adapted and i think uh spider-man no way home set up great ways for them to exist the spider-verse and multiverse exists you can have that and have those happen off in those solo movies. Okay, and now we're done with the No Way Home spoilery section of what I'd love to see adapted. Um, honestly, okay, and there's there's another spider property I'd actually... A couple, a couple different spider properties I'd love to see adapted, but they don't have to tie to No Way Home. Um, so this section is, is spoiler-free. Uh... Honestly, just because uh, Disney Disney Plus announced that they're doing a continuation of the X-Men show from the 90s, which is super dope. I would love to see the, the Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s continued um, through Disney Plus. I think that'd be great just because of where the show ended. Um, 
with them going off through time to find the real Mary Jane Watson. I'd love to see that continues and continued and it'd be I think it could be a lot of fun and people would have room for it now with the laser shooting Spider-Man <laughs> because we're like hey that was the reality of the show then. I'd love to you, you could continue it and it could be its own thing. And I'd honestly want a good Spider-Man cartoon because for the most part the past several have not been good. Uh, they've been just <laughs> really bad. Um, if a deal could be worked out between... Um, I'm not sure who who owns the rights. Steve might be able to clar- clarify it sometime. But bef- right before it went to Disney producing the shows, I think it was through... I'm not sure if it was through WB um, or specifically Sony and WB, but there was the outstanding two-season spectacular Spider-Man show. I would love for that show to continue. If you could work out the rights with Sony and, and WB or whatever the hell the, the network is now, it might be the CW. Um, I'm not sure what it's a multi-rights issued thing, but if you could work it out with them to get uh, spectacular Spider-Man back, so many people, myself included, would be really happy. Because that is arguably the best spider-man cartoon i think there's room for it it's it's def if it's not one it's tied for one uh just being incredibly straightforward it is an outstanding cartoon and i'd love to see it continued uh the final spider-man property i would love to see get adapted um is honestly japanese spider-man uh who I talked about in the last episode. Now, I I know he's showing up in the Spider-Verse sequel, uh, and I also understand his is the most niche popular uh, most niche appeal. Uh, so I would be thrilled with like an animated short uh, or even just a limited series uh, mini series comic, uh, just adapting that version of spider-man i i want more of him because he's such a unique and fun and outside the box spidey that the more i've watched that show the more i want of that version of him (laughs) so since i'm doing my wish list and right now i'm spidey focused give me more of japanese spider-man but if i understand he is the least likely because he is the most niche um of the spideys then yeah if not a if not a animated uh, mini series, even in an anime style, then friggin' a just just as a just as a limited series comic run would be awesome. All right, so I'm gonna move on from Spidey just because it's been Spidey heavy for three episodes three episodes of the podcast, one episode of an OCR short because of the re- release schedule. It's been Spidey heavy for about a month now. Um, and there are I've just been on a really big Spidey kick. Um, but there are some other characters that I would love to see get adapted. Um, one of them, and I, I swear, I think you could do it with a live action show. Um, and if done well, I think he could appeal to... Uh, he's a very niche character, but I think he could have a lot of crossover appeal just because of the odd spot he exists in but honestly i would love absolutely love a a, preferably live action 
but I could understand if they went animated with it. Um, but give me Union Jack. I, I would love a Union Jack miniseries. Um, what I like, I absolutely love the character. Union Jack is such a niche character that I could understand why he might not appeal, but to a wider audience, but also friggin' the Eternals just had a movie. Shang-Chi just had a movie. We're in a day age where there's where some of the most obscure characters are, are getting movies that it's like, hey, let's throw Union Jack Bone. One, I think he would appeal to a lot of the 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 British comic book character British comic book fans and the United Kingdom fans. But also he populates a awesome spot in the Marvel Pantheon because he is he is a very very street level hero uh, at points he's had some powers like he uh, because for a brief while in the early 90s the third Union Jack Joey Chapman he was um, he was also known as Pendragon um, and then since he's gone back to Union Jack he's got some uh, like some leftover superpowers, but just like minor super strength, like not as strong as Spidey super strength or Wolverine or anybody else where it's just like super strength and you're ripping cars and stuff like he, he ain't doing that. Uh, it might be just above like peak human physical fitness kind of thing, but the dude often doesn't have any powers. He's just operating at peak performance. He doesn't have the resources and riches of a Batman. He's not as detective-y as a Batman. He's honestly just a dude doing what he can. He is a blue collar... He is a, a very, very blue-collar hero. Um, to the point that he's pointed stuff out when he's been working with MI6 or Captain Britain. Like, hey... This only if like this only really supports like the upper echelon. What about everybody else? Um, so I think that kind of hero, especially with where things are at in the world, definitely would appeal. Um, he is also a great way to include a lot of the more obscure and vampiric characters, just because uh, in his first limited series in the late nineties. Uh, like, Union Jack fought vampires. Like, the dude has a, like, not a full-on bulletproof suit, but he's got a bulletproof suit. He's just a guy with skills, some some minor tech, including a, uh, <laughs> like, a stake, a knife, and a, a gun with bullets that are for killing vampires. And that's it. That's his, that's his thing. He'll step up to the plate whenever anything else comes along that needs that needs fixing. He won't back down. He is a blue collar, a blue collar hero through and through. Like a middle class hero who is in it for the little guy and the people on the lower class and everyone. I think he could be a great character to explore and would have a cross appeal just beyond like the hardcore fans who who know what he is and the other great thing is like because he's such a smaller character he also has a lot of wiggle room just because he doesn't have so so many years of publication that you've gotta you've gotta nail and incorporate like with him it's just 
He's he's had a couple mini series. He's shown up in other stuff. There's some key stuff you have to get right, but there's room to grow. I would love to see Union Jack, Joey Chapman, gets uh, get a series. He's he's such an excellent and underrated character. Um, I would love a Squirrel Girl adaptation. <laughs> like there's no sugarcoat in it. I I actually love the the character of Squirrel Girl. Um, I love what she represents. I'm not the target demo for Squirrel Girl. And it's been so interesting for me to see Butthurt. Uh, sorry, that's eh, that's that's unnecessary, but I'm, I'm still going to roll with it. Just because I'm not saying you don't have... You're not going to like every character, that's fine. But when, when people were going off on Marvel for their go woke, go broke stuff, they were pointing at Squirrel Girl. And they're being like, oh, what's this about? Like, oh, this is so foolish. Where it's like, bruh. None of us are, like, I know who you are and you're arguing about this, but you and I, we're not the target demo. Like, Squirrel Girl's main audience is younger kids, namely younger girls. Her, like, her two lines were very, like, you could say inclusive, but it wasn't like, let's make a big deal about everything, because it wasn't. It was just, we solve things with our words, very rarely with our fists. That's not a bad message. That's really not. Um, like, people would be like, she defeated Galactus, and that's ridiculous. Where it's like, she talked She talked to him. She brainstormed <laughs> a resolution with him. Uh, she defeated Craven the Hunter, and that's ridiculous. She outsmarted him. She didn't actually beat him with her fists. She talked him into a different hunt that was just be actually made more sense. And it was a lot of fun. And I enjoyed her solo run so much. Because even though still it wasn't for me, a then 30-year-old man, uh, it was mostly like younger, younger readers and younger girl readers, uh, it, there was still so many great comic book stuff and parody there was a parody of the 2099 stuff there was a parody of the overblown clone saga there was so many like on the nose wonderful superhero humor stuff that i'm like oh my gosh i want this as a cartoon or a live action series and honestly i i can't remember if there's been a hint of a live action squirrel girl at least as a even as a web series but a couple of years ago, there was traction for it, and a lot of people were like, Anna Kendrick for it. And I'm like, yes, please. Anna Kendrick would be perfect for for Squirrel Girl, and I would I would love to see it. And it could be a lot of fun, because not all, not all the series have to be super heavy, like meditations on politics, or multiversal madness, or uh, post-traumatic stress <laughs> from using, losing the one you love. Um Although Hawkeye, I've heard nothing but good things about, and it's a, a lot lighter and buddier, copier. Um, I think Squirrel Girl could be a great light series, um, and it it could be a lot of fun and a family friendly one at that. Um, you know what? I think I'm gonna hop off there just because otherwise I'm gonna be vamping, and I, I've some of them haven't changed. Like I'd still uh, from the last time I did it, I'd still love an amalgam cartoon if dc and marvel could ever work together or if warner brothers and or hbo max and uh and disney could ever coalesce 
amalgam would be a great kind of continuation of the what if show um and it could just be bonkers fun and and we need more bonkers fun um yeah i'm I'm gonna hop off there just because a while ago it used to be like all right some of these we're never gonna get um actually you know what i'll i will toss in one more give me better ray bill give me better ray bill in a movie i want better ray bill the people want better ray bill (laughs) they want him we want him give him to us and this is in a way I can you can make the joke. This is in a way a preview of an upcoming uh, OCR short. I'm going to be looking at uh, fan entitlement because uh, that's a <sighs> too much of that going on. And then here I am being like, "Gimme, gimme!" Um, but that's where I emphasize a bunch of this is a wish list. I would just love to see better Ray Bill uh, in a Thor movie, and then I think he's a great character that you could do a mini series through budget wise you might want to do animated form uh but i think you could do uh he had an excellent uh god hunter mini series and that could be a very very fun one to adapt all right that's where i'm gonna hop off all that being said i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode i'm looking forward to doing more with with people again um at some point i will be uh, i'm gonna plug now we just haven't been able to figure out the schedule but at some point we will be doing an episode with our with our good friend eric from nerd chapel eric i can't wait to have you on we're just gonna we just got to figure out the time but that's coming uh like i said in the pipeline of this year down the line we've got some unplanned uh scheduled and coming up with our friend nathan marchand from monster island film vault um and Bex from Redeemed Otaku, uh, some solo un- unmades um, coming up. I'm going to be doing a watch along with Mike uh, for a movie, so stay tuned for that. Mike's always a blast to do a watch along with, so actually recording one is going to be hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. At some point, there will be a Star Wars episode with my brother. I've been wanting to do an episode with my brother Dave since we did Star Trek. It's just things have been incredibly uh, busy, so at some point that'll be happening. More episodes with Stan and Steve, more solo episodes, more Ask a Pastors. At some point, uh, Hector, I'd, I'd love to do another episode with you. We just got to figure it out. All that being said, there's a lot to look forward to in... Uh, this year on one cross radio and years to come i hope you guys are still with us thank you so much uh as always if you can please check out our patreon if you feel you can if you feel you can support us i want to thank our patrons uh bex and nathan thank you guys so much It, it means so much honestly it really does um and yeah if you guys can please check it out all that being said i hope you have a wonderful day love you guys praying for you guys hope you enjoyed this episode drop me a line hit me up every any contact means a lot and thank you for your prayers and yeah love you guys have a wonderful day be good to one another and god bless my friends peace